welcome to the Epic Humans podcast, episode one. Uh, I'm Callum Moore of Rascality Living um, Counseling and Coaching Services. And I just wanted to make a podcast because over the last few years, I've met some truly epic humans uh, that have really helped me along my journey of self-discovery and trying to get over just being like blah and boring and you know like and i just didn't have much life satisfaction but and i also thought the first episode would be very good to have ellie dayton of the genius portal who has been instrumental in my recent journey into just feeling pretty damn good about myself welcome Ellie. Thank you so much. I feel so excited to be here. And also, I just want to take a moment to congratulate you. And just to, yeah, remind you to soak this in. Like, we're here, you're doing the thing, you're launching the podcast. Feels super exciting. I can't wait to see what we chat about today. Mm, Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, thank you for getting me on this path. Or, you know, like, definitely pushing me in the right direction. Sometimes harder than others, because let's face it, sometimes I'm a bit of a slacker. (laughs) Tough love works, eh? Tough love works. Yeah, definitely. But it's also tough love and, I don't know, there's been times where I've just felt like you've been, like, infinitely patient with me. (laughs) But who knows? Maybe that's just my story. I have no idea of what your other students are like. (laughs) You've met a few. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so Ali, would you like to talk about, you know, like what work you do, like what you do for people? Because like seriously, um, I guess I'll introduce like when I first worked with you, which has obviously changed because now you do a lot more online courses. Uh, whereas when I met you, it was more one-on-one work. Um, and for me, it was, I was experiencing a lot of emotional blocks. Um, yeah, like expressions of like just emotional expressions, but probably the, the root of that for me was, um, some sexual trauma that had really caused me to like be quite scared of just life in general. Um, and yeah, you put me through obviously well, not obviously the people in the world, but there was um, tantric, you know, meditations involved. Um, certainly the transformation for me, and I'd done other counselling and stuff before, which was good, but what you did for me really felt like it just levelled me up. It was like a rocket ship up my spiritual booty. <laughs> which... Um, yeah, it really has changed me a lot. So if you'd just like to talk about how you got to be the magical creative healer that you are today, I'd love to, I'm sure people would love to hear. Very cool. Wow, what a journey we've been on, hey? Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. It's been um, such a ride. And where did my journey begin? I think my journey began or began really same place that it does for a lot of people. I got real with where I was afraid and I got real with where I didn't have life satisfaction, just like you just shared, like something was kinky for me and not in the way that we like things to be kinky. And I really pursued mentorship and I really pursued support because for a lot of my gifts, especially being like extrasensory and being so energetically sensitive. And I journeyed a lot at that time of my life with seeing spirits and that sort of thing that just terrified me. It was really a world that I had no education in. And I think it's pretty safe to say that there's a pretty massive failure in our education a lot of the time when it comes to emotional intelligence, psychic sensitivity, all that sort of stuff. It actually usually gets put in the crazy box. So My journey really began with thinking I was crazy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and putting myself in that box, which I think is so relatable. Like I talk to people about that 
often and they'll share they've had a similar experience of feeling crazy feeling like you know they're literally on another planet and it's because in terms of their sensitivity they are and so i just went on this journey of self-discovery first and foremost of like okay i have these sensitivities there must be a reason for it there must be a gift here can't be all torture you know when you watch ghost whisperer on tv she has like nice moments by the end of the episode it's not all scary where's like that bit for me you know and um yeah eventually i found different teachers and teachers that encouraged me to connect to what my true gifts are and really what happened for me was a shift of perspective of this is not a burden. This is not something that is for me to come at with the attitude of like, oh, poor me, I feel so much. or Oh, poor me, I experience so much. Actually, it's a gateway for connection just to a whole other space that I hadn't really given myself permission to explore. So it was pretty quick for me. I'm a really fast learner and I'm very much like a... I don't put my toes in, I, I dive in underwater and I just hold my breath for as long as I can. So I just dove in and I just learned, learned, learned. And it didn't take very long once I started learning and once I started to embody my power and embrace my own sexual energy and embrace my own creativity where people were just wanting to work with me. Mm. And I remember it being very confronting actually because I came from the background of I was studying medicine and I was like science brain and I was like, oh, but I don't have a degree. And I was looking for these paper qualifications for it to be okay for me to work with people. And I had a lot of judgment, actually self-judgment around that. And it was my brother who he actually said to me, I'm so sick of watching you change people's lives for free. And then being this poor uni student that's stressed out about stuff, you know, you've got these gifts. Why aren't you, why are you utilizing those like to serve more people? And he actually created my first Facebook page and put like a little booking link and stuff on there. Um, and it really spiraled from there. Just having that one person like really back me. My brother's always said to me, you're going to be my greatest investment. You're going to be my greatest investment. And that's just kind of like rung with me. It's so cool to have that kind of support, um, especially when, you know, he's quite logical. He's actually super magical himself, of course, but he's a very logical brain. He's a great businessman. He's in the mining industry. Um, so for him to say that about something that's so esoteric was really cool. Um, and it was just one step after the other, just following those intuitive nudges, giving my position my myself permission to work with people that I felt a yes for to work with people that I felt inspired to connect with um, and to not work with people where I did it and I made the mistake sometimes of working with people right that weren't my people I learned pretty fast that's not yeah. the way to do things you get tired <laughs> pretty quick. but um yeah and it just spiraled and eventually I was just it really felt like suddenly I was doing full-time sessions and then suddenly I was inspired to do more online stuff. And then all of a sudden now I'm completely online mm. and it just feels like this blur that happened so fast. Um, and it's baffling to me that less than 18 months ago, I wasn't completely online. Yeah. Like it's, it feels so much further away than it that. Does. Yeah. Cause I was like, we literally started working together. wasn't, that long before you know like you left melbourne and you know i had this whole like oh poor me everyone leaves me uh which was hilarious because of course it wasn't it was just me choosing to isolate myself which is again like that's just something it's one of my dysfunctions mm -hmm. but um yeah and then your online stuff started like coming through and like each course has just been super powerful um, and yeah, just feeds into so many different areas, which is like, which is great. Um, yeah, but it, it was so like, I, I caught you on the tail end of the, the one-on-one -on -one sessions, but then I've gotten to witness the growth of, of you know the genius portal and, and seeing new people coming in and 
you know, like, as you know, like Awaken Creativity, the, the new course where I've gotten to facilitate people um, and feeling my own growth too, like literally coming from a space. Like I remember what was the first course was... B -b -b um, create Your Freedom? Create Your Freedom. Hmm. I think about that. <laughs> and I literally, like I remember being in those groups and when it was my time to share, like I might... Probably, you know, I don't know. I got feedback that I was really funny, but, you know, every time I'd be so nervous about, like, expressing myself and and just, oh, my God, I'm going to be seen. Mm. And then going from that space into a space of, like, you know what? Like, I want to be heard. I, I want to be, you know, I have an opinion. I've got, you know, and, yeah, it was, I, I, again, like, a, appreciation for, like, our friendship forming and, you know, and, and what that, and the other people that's led me to, which has been again, time and time again, meeting people that are like, oh my God, they're epic and they meditate every day and they're so like, oh my God, they're so spiritual. And then having these conversations with them and then getting this feedback that they're seeing this, whatever it is in me. And, and I'm going, oh wow, you know, I'm pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are and it's so true and we're laughing but to be honest with you like that is actually the highlight of my entire journey like this phase that I'm in right now as you know but for those listening I'm going through this death of sorts of actually letting go and and being less involved in these projects and stepping back so that others can step forth like yourself right and it's it's just true like we connect intuitively in, in everything that we do and and it just feels true for me to be stepping back and for you guys to be stepping in and so it's been so beautiful for me to witness you guys be received in your genius in your greatness and it's not from this place of i have to hold you up it's from this place of I stepped back and you were like, hey, I want to step forward. And so it's this really empowered choice, actually, from both ways. And it's, yeah, it's been a death and a half. Like my ego wants to be in everything, like wants to micromanage and make sure, you know, all this stuff. But in my heart, to be really honest, it's just this has been the most exciting part of the whole journey for me. Um, and it's like stemming from that is, is like, yeah, I get to see you guys where you all are now. And like, you're all doing such an incredible, you're giving such incredible transmissions that I couldn't give that I, you know, that's your medicine. It's not mine. And that wouldn't happen if I was there hogging all this space that I don't need to be in. And yeah. also the ripple effect, right? Like you can serve so many more people when mm -hmm. we're like, as this unit, all doing the peaks that's our true calling for right now so yeah i'm just loving witnessing the expansion and witnessing the community as it grows with such a solid foundational integrity of everyone's just following the truth like everyone's following the little nuggets that are calling to their heart and it's um yeah it excites me to no end yeah like it is it's like this team of like magicians like literally because like, yeah, again, like I remember when, when we first connected and you were telling me about seeing spirits and I'm like, oh my God, she's so magical. But then part of your magic is working out, helping people see their own magic. And it's so good witnessing how everyone, everyone in the world has their own particular flavor of magic. And some are like seeing auras and connecting with spirits you know and, and then i don't know like there's other people that are very heart connected and can really you know like like yeah me like realizing over the years that like all the conversations i've had with people like i don't know i just draw dark information from people you so do <laughs> the dark <laughs> wizard yeah <laughs> yeah and then yeah but because you've grown up with your own magic you don't even see it <laughs> you know, it's just like, and then it's like, oh, and then it takes someone like you to point it out. You go, oh, yeah, duh, you know. Um, but yeah, and then wanting 
Yeah, I, I never forget. I think maybe the fourth or fifth session we had together, and you said to me like, "You should do what I do," you know. And I, I just remember thinking, "What? Like, you're magic. I'm just me." Like, mm. <laughs> but um, yeah. But that is like your genius. I feel is, or one of them is really seeing what people have to offer. Mm. Like you say, yeah. you don't just work with anyone. The people you work with have to feel right. 100% of such a potent lesson for me to learn. And actually most of our programs now are invitation or application only. Um, we have programs that anyone can come and experience and come and taste our community and come see if it's you know if there's a home for them here but for our high ticket like we're going to spend a lot of time together we're going to be in a container together um programs we do we have that application process because it's two ways it's like we want to make sure that it's true for us and that our team's going to have an incredible time working with these people but we also want to make sure that it's true for them because it's not very fun for either party if someone's investing in something and then they realize, oh, this is not the space for me. Mm. It's actually really heavy for both parties. And one of the things that I always anchor myself to is that my highest good is your highest good. Your highest good is my highest good. There isn't a version of reality where what's going to serve you authentically in relation to your heart is going to screw me over. It's not true. Like if there's a genuine no, that's going to serve both of us to listen to. If there's a genuine yes, that's going to serve both of us to listen to. And I just think it's so important and something that I think you could probably apply to all areas of your life, right? And if you could just be connected to that, life's going to change if you can choose from that space. But um, yeah, one of my highest values in terms of teaching, training, coaching is to be sure that the people that I'm working with are coming to see themselves, that they're coming to see their own magic, they're coming to remember who they are and they don't have to be like me, they don't have to even agree with what I say. Um, I just want them to answer the questions that I ask because that's where they start to tap into their own wisdom. Um, so yeah, it's really cool actually to receive that reflection from you of like bringing out people's magic because that's what it's about mm. i don't think it's true that any of us are more or less magic it just yeah. tastes different yeah yeah well yeah and i feel like yeah there's a, there's an awareness of like when with with how you teach and, and what you're teaching it's not oh my god i'm going to cure you of your you know your ego stories or your dysfunction. It's like, you know, it's about bringing awareness to it and then learning how to work with it. And, you know, which is hugely powerful. And, you know, it, it really, because over the years, you know, like I've always had quite an interest in spirituality and, you know, self healing, because I was a mess basically. But um, it's the, the amount best. of people who would just claim that they've got this, oh, I have all the solutions. And I just feel like, really? Like, you know, I just, yeah, it just never felt, it never felt true. It rings an alarm bell, hey? Yeah. It really rings, rings an alarm bell because what that creates is like the guru hierarchy like this guru energy. And it's like fun to call each other gurus because we're all gurus at our own thing, right? That's really true. We all have like that thing that we're a guru about. You know, I remember talking to a guy once and he was so passionate about grass. And I was like, I don't really know anything about grass, but he was just talking, talking, talking about all these different types of grass. And I was like, do you know what? I could just totally listen to you because he could feel the passion dripping off his words. And I learned so much. I'd never even considered there being different types of grass, you know. But having this guru kind of energy disempowers the receiver. It disempowers the student. It disempowers the client, whatever you want to call them, right? The trainee, the apprentice, depends what dynamic you're in. But, and that's not true. 
And, you know, when I have one-on-one sessions, especially, but even when I have group sessions, any sort of session that I'm working with, any space I'm in, I want to make sure that at the end, people are taking action from their own wisdom. And my job is to reflect wisdom to them throughout. My job is to help them get clarity on what's going on for them, to give them tools so that they can inquire that clarity within themselves, but also to shine a light on some blind spots, which sometimes just asking a question is like, oh, like the answer occurs for them. But you'll notice in the session, towards the end of the session, I get everybody to intuit their own action. And it comes from them. And something that a really good friend of mine said to me on a call yesterday, actually, he was like, I know that you're a good coach because good coaches, they show you, I'm going to butcher this, they show you where to look, but they don't tell you what you're seeing. They show you where to look, but they don't tell you what you're seeing. It's like, Mm -hmm. I want to give you the book. I don't want to write it for you. I don't want to tell you what words are in it. I just want to give you a book full of magic that you know how to unlock within yourself. I want to give you the key to your own wisdom. Um, it's the old yeah, I can't really analogy. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Works so it's well. So true, though. Hey, and it's like in an industry. Nah, interrupt away your space, your rules. <laughs> um, but yeah, in an in an industry that's like seemingly saturated, right? Like maybe not for people who don't hang out in the transformation space, but for people who are alive in transformation and focused on like personal development, spirituality, sacred sexuality, emotional alchemy, all this stuff, right? There seems to be a new coach, a new expert every single moment like every every new thing on instagram it's like oh, i didn't know they're a coach now they're a coach now you know um and so yeah for me like part of what keeps me in integrity and what keeps me true in truth to my heart is making sure that i always round back to but what's your wisdom saying mm. and even when i'm tuning into stuff with clients i'll actually say to them hey does that resonate with you like, do you feel the truth in that? And then they'll be like, yeah. Or they'll be like, oh, actually, I like, feels more like this word. And I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks. Because it just gets me more in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so, so powerful. I feel like that's like true empowerment, right? Yeah. Rather than just like throwing power at people being like, see, you're powerful, but until it runs out. Mm. Well, it, it, the other thing that, that I was thinking about recently was, it feels to me like these people that say, I've got all the answers and they'll create this whole, well, this will give you everything you know. And it's like that person, and I'm sure they've created a fantastic life. However, a time and time again, I think these people are forgetting the 20 year buildup it took them to make those decisions. And suddenly they discount that whole 20 years and go, well, no, this thing I've learned at the end is everything you need. Mm. You know, mm. like there's stages. And I really resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. That's literally the reason for our curriculum being structured like it is because this stuff that we teach at different points of it, like it just wouldn't land into your consciousness. There's like part of us as humans really needs to have an understanding to a particular depth. Like we have these different parts of our brains and yes, on one end, we're all completely magic. We're all manifestations of soul. You know, we're all these expressions of genius and we're human. And if we bypass the humanness, I think we're missing the point. You know, there's a reason why, you know, whatever you believe, there's a reason that you came to this human experience. You know, there's, there's some sort of reason why you're here. There's some sort of expression for that. And there's a reason why we're all in these human bodies doing it. And we miss the point of that if we're trying to not be human the whole time. Mm. A lion doesn't go into the jungle and decide to be a snake. 
he would die. Like he wouldn't yeah. last very long. Yeah. All the other lions would be like, kill that guy. Yeah. He doesn't belong here. He's forgotten mm -hmm. his nature. And the weird thing about humans is that we can survive external to our nature, right? Like we can, yeah. we're in the wild, but we're not because we've created this like structure for ourselves to be in. Um, but we can survive without being connected to ourselves, which wild animals, because obviously domestic animals kind of different, right? But wild animals can't survive like that. They literally get killed. Mm. Yeah, but, but Good humans, Africa. because of our, the way our brains work too, it's very much we, yeah, we spend our lives and like it's, yeah, like this work, it literally is just remembering what you were here for like it was another like you know because i'm such a powerfully deep thinker and all that you know like, <laughs> that yeah this work isn't in fact there's no this is it's not really teaching it's just like peeling back the layers mm. ego stories and the, the 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 ways we've tried to conform as we grew up, like in a very rigid and one-sided society that has discounted so much. Like, you know, I just finished my diploma of counselling and again and again, like, I'd be getting forms about, oh, have you tried mindfulness? And it's like, yeah, way to catch up, psychology people, you know? <laughs> like, it's Respect great. Respect still, though, hey? Like, there's... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that either's right. Like, I feel like psychologists and counsellors and even psychiatrists stuff, there, there is gold there, but it's only one side. Um, mm. However, yeah, there's this whole, and, and, it's, and it feels like the, the stuff that was 10 years ago was still out there and like, what, what does meditation do, you know? Like, but now we know, like it's, it's proven. And, and it feels like, yeah, we're getting to this mm. point where, well, how long are people going to keep disagreeing or forgetting or discounting, oh, no, that's woo-woo, that's you know? And certainly, like, there is woo-woo out there. But I really feel that people just got to, like, feel what's right for them, you know, mm. and, and seek the help. That was the other thing, too, is just, like, if you're feeling lost... Literally, just ask the universe and look, it'll happen. Like, and that might sound a little bit wacky to some people, but it works. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a reflection of your focus, right? You know, they say on many fridge magnets, your focus creates your reality. Mm. <laughs> we hear it all the time, but it's true. So if you switch your focus to I'm miserable I'm alone. I have to do it alone. You're going to create more of that because that's where your energy is flowing. And I know that you know this, Cal, I guess I'm more speaking to our listeners right now, but if you can switch your focus to actually I need help and I would like some support and I would like for it to feel safe and I'd like for it to feel nourishing or whatever's there, you know, connecting with what you would love and you can focus on that, you're going to find clues because it's literally where your focus is trained. If your focus is trained on your loneliness, you're going to continue to find evidence of that. Yeah. So it's really, um, really potent. Like if you are feeling lost right now, or if you're feeling confused as to what your next step is, which I think a lot of the world is experiencing right now. I mean, far out, what a pivotal time. Yeah. Um, just ask yourself, like, what would you love? Really? If you give yourself to be permission to be honest, because most of the time when people ask, what would you love? They like rattle off all these goals that they don't really care about. What do you actually care about? Like, what would you really love? What's really actually important to you? And then start focusing on that. Start focusing on that. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, and also be prepared for a lot of ego resistance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I just like, yeah, I would tell people too is like, Remember, no one else can hear your thoughts. Mm. It's like when you when I've made decisions to start, you know, altering the inner voice because I realised it was very negative, as it is with many people. And my God, did I feel like a wanker? Like, 
Yeah, and, and my process was like, okay, catch the inner voice being negative and then say th or think three positive things. Mm. And it was so difficult at first and it really shocked me how difficult that was. But it's like you're saying, like we've got this focus that we're not even, it's so ingrained and so internal that we just think it's part of us. Yeah, 100%. And then a lot of the time, actually, if you listen to the flavor of those voices, you realize, oh, that's not even me. It's not even my, my voice. It's my mom's voice. It's my grandma's voice. It's my dad's voice. Or that's my sibling's voice. And it sounds like he's like three years old in there. Like, you know, you realize there's all these other influences from all those mirror neurons from when you were kids. But um, I want to speak into actually affirmations because you mentioned you mentioned yeah. that, right? Like with, with saying something positive and affirmations is such like a fine line between like being super effective and being super detrimental. I don't know that we've spoken about this before, um, but it's like if you don't genuinely have a connection to the positive affirmation that you're saying, you're actually just going to feed more power into the scary voice or the sad voice or the annoying voice, right? Because if you've got a voice in your head that says, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid, and you're like, no, I'm not, I'm smart, I'm smart, I'm smart, you know, as an example, instead of just observing that voice and being like, cool, well, yeah, maybe, maybe I am stupid sometimes, or like maybe there is fear that I am stupid, but also I can be afraid of that and I can do it anyway. Then there's like vulnerability that creates breakthrough, there's vulnerability that creates space when we can observe and not make it mean something about who we are or what our essence is communicating to us. But if we try and shut it down and we try and suppress it, we can actually be like burying something and, and giving it more power in the bearing of it, right? Giving it more power. And what does our subconscious believe then? It's like, oh, we are stupid. So then our focus is on, I'm stupid. We're finding evidence of it everywhere we go. But in saying that, if you have an affirmation that's really true and that it's grounded in something that comes from your heart because when you're connected to your heart, you believe it, like a choice, for example, um, then it's really different. Yeah. Yeah, and I see what you mean. Like when I started that practice, mm. Like, and whatever the voice was, it wouldn't be like, say the opposite. Mm. It's like, okay, but think three things, you know, like I'm a really good dancer, you know? Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I like how I dress. It's true. And so it works because it's a focus shift. Yeah, yeah. And not and a denial. Yeah, and, and the light and shadow. And that I think too, like people have this idea that light and shadow are opposite and, and they're not ready. They're not, they're not really. It's like, you know, in your work, you talk about victim and creator, you know, and, and both exist, but they're not really the opposite of each other. They're just, they're two separate elements that we both function under. However, yeah, like, where's your focus? And that's, that's the truth. Yeah, and it's interesting you talk about opposites, right? Because opposites are still vibrationally equal. Mm. And think of it like if I'm in Bunbury, which is where I am right now, I'm in Bunbury in Western Australia, um, and it's summer here. Well, it's spring right now, but let's pretend it's summer because that's what I said. But then I stay here for a couple of months and it's winter now. Like I'm in the same place. Just the energy around me has shifted, but I haven't moved. I'm right here at my desk in my office in Bunbury, right? So vibrationally, like I've stayed on the same level. It's like if I hate my job and I'm like, no, nah, I'm leaving, go get another job that I also hate, what am I doing? Vibrationally, I'm on the same freaking level. But if I recognize that I hate my job and I take a step back and acknowledge that I'd love to do something different and then I head out in pursuit of something that I love, I'm transcending that level. I'm not on the same playing field as all the jobs that I hate. I'm in a different space now. I'm actually connected to a different vibration. And actually, when I first learned about that, it so confused me. I didn't get it. 
And now I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense. I don't know if it was maybe the way that it was explained to me first, but yeah, it's like we don't want to go for the opposite because that's just more of the same. We want to go for what's true. We want to connect to heart. We want to acknowledge what's not great, acknowledge, be aware of what's in our current reality. Because if we can be aware of what we don't love, then we can use that as fuel for what we would love. Um, But, you know, rather than shoving it down and disconnecting it and suppressing it and giving it more power, giving it more energy, essentially. um, But we don't want to go for the opposite. It's not true that, you know, it's it's just not true that if I don't feel like a mandarin that maybe I feel like an orange. Like if they're different, they're like opposite ends of the orange fruit spectrum maybe, right? Still orange fruit. Maybe I feel like cake. I don't know. It's totally different. But, or maybe I feel like exercise and then actually it's not even food that I want. It's something totally different. It's got nothing to do with food. I'm feeling empty because my my cup needs filling elsewhere. Um, Yeah, opposites are like just this, weird thing that human brains do hey they're like well i'm scared of being broke so i must need money not necessarily you know that might not be the answer like if you if you focus on i need money you're still your essence is saying i'm broke depending on where it's coming from it's so interesting, but it's like, it's really rare for money to be the true thing for people to focus on. Some people just like they're here to make money and they just want to make money and they're focused on money and that's their truth because they love it. Other people focus on making money because they're afraid of being broke, because they're afraid of not having. So that's like planting these seeds of I'm broke, I'm poor, I have scarcity issues and then expecting to grow this abundant money tree. Mm. Like carrot seeds grow carrots, my friends. (laughs) Scarcity (laughs) seeds grow scarcity. Um, Whereas for most people, actually, when they connect to their heart, they realize that money is the byproduct. It's not the focal point. It's not the thing that's actually most important to their heart. It's necessary in the world we have no qualms, I think great if you're making lots of money i make really good money but my focus isn't money 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 i'm not like a money hungry person i focus on where my true service is i focus on what i would love to be putting my energy into and as a byproduct that energy attracts people who want that energy who resonate with that energy and there's an exchange there in a way that's true um whereas if i was freaking out about money i promise people wouldn't want to work with me (laughs) you know can you imagine that energy of like me being on a call with you and being like hey you want to come work with me like it costs this much but it's cool if you don't want to pay that much like (laughs) but i really need you to pay because i really need clients so like please actually yeah it'd be great if you didn't do a payment plan because i'm broke you know we don't say these things but you hear it right you can feel it you can so feel when people are coming from, and that's, um, you know, I teach sales in the Monetize Your Magic curriculum because important, if you want to make money, you need to be able to talk about money. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's about connection. If you're connected to it, if there's connection there, other people will connect to it and they'll, the right people will connect to it enough to invest in it. Yeah. And they're the ones you want to invest in. It's like full circle, right? Back to the start of our conversation. Mm. They're the people that you want to be investing in it. That's when you're going to go on a ride. Yeah. That's when you're going to have a good time together. Yeah. 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 Really and cool. you also like just this um, investment. Mm. And it's so interesting, like how again and again I hear, you know, like why a counselor is so expensive? Why... Uh, healers so expensive and it's like well a you've got to see it as an investment in yourself Mm. and what people don't understand like as a counselor I can't do like eight ten hours a day because and, and that's not saying oh well I'm so precious it's saying literally I'm giving you my energy Mm. I'm taking on 
and this is how I work. I, I take, I will, I will do my best to draw as much of the negativity and the, the crap out of who I'm working with. Mm. And then I've got to put that somewhere, you know, like, and it's, it's not like an hour session for me isn't an hour. You know, there's at least half an hour beforehand getting ready for the session and possibly up to, and depending on how heavy it's gotten, mm. you know, there, there's time after the session to, to release it and, and, you know, and feel that I'm, yeah, assisting that per person. But, and that goes with all this work. But again and again, I hear, oh, but this course is so expensive. And but it's like, yeah, but you know, how many times have you just blown $300 in a night out on the town? Mm -hmm. You know? Say. Yeah. Like you buy a $200 pair of jeans, but won't spend 120 bucks on a, on a session. Like, or, you know, invest in, you know, find that, that, that course that you want to do and that really just invest. Like, it's really interesting that, you know, and look, I was the same. I'll be honest. I was the same for, for a long time. But it was as soon as I made that decision to invest in myself, it really changed so many other elements in my life and it's yeah it's it was such a good lesson mm. it continues to be yeah yeah you know i'm super passionate about this topic yeah. i literally posted about investments on instagram last night um but two things that come up to me just really present listening to you speak the first is if you're paying someone for a service, you're not paying them for that time that they're doing the service. You're paying them for the fact that they can do what they do and the time they do it with you. You're not paying a plumber $100 to change that one tap. You're paying them $100 because they can change it in five minutes. That's why. Yeah. You know, you're not paying that person that does psychic surgery or that incredible intuitive readings 500 bucks to just sit with you in that minute, you're paying them for the fact that they're an expert at what they do. And, and there is an exchange, you know, there is an energy. I've spent over $300,000 in personal development, different courses, different, different things. And I bring that to the freaking table when I'm working with somebody, right? We never know where we're going. And, and there's a nuance to that. But the other thing that I really want to speak to is what you said about like taking people's energy on, because I feel like this is actually something that I see so many people do and i'm so glad that you brought it up because it's like such a potent thing to speak about um because it's so important to have like those energetic boundaries and it's so important that if you do have people that you know experiencing heaviness or darkness or or whatever and that could be so many different things they're experiencing it as that could be anger that they're not giving themselves permission to express it could be entities that they're connecting to if that's a realm they hang out in it could just be fear. It could literally be anything, right? Like energy is, you know, what is it? It's energy. Um, but yeah, I guess I just want to bring to the table. Like it's not, it's not yours. It's not yours to take on. Like you don't have to take it on. And I say that because I used to do it, you know, and really it's so important to have energetic hygiene because you'll deplete yourself. Like you will get, you will get sick. You'll get, burnt out because we can't just constantly take this energy from people and think that it's okay. Um, and the other thing that it can create is that guru relationship where that person's like, Oh, I can give it to this person and they can deal with it because I'm not powerful enough to deal with it myself. Yeah. So that's really like something to watch. But in saying that what can also happen, which might be what you're actually experiencing um is that when you're in session space with somebody your own mirror of that can be activated and it's really important to for example i've worked with a lot of clients who have been in extreme abusive situations and i won't give any examples because i always uphold confidentiality but 
like extreme, just outrageous stuff that you're like, no, nah, that only happens on movies, right? Like you don't think of it and it's, yeah. it's so normal, right? Unless it's been in your experience and then you see, but it's like a lens that a lot of people don't look at. Um, and I used to really watch myself and I still actually do this practice before I have a session with anybody, I will intentionally sit and make sure that all of my energy is in me and not with them, not in them. And I will push their energy into them. And from there, the observation that I have is so much clearer and it's like all theirs or mine. And then I can tell, and it's something that I, I watch as I'm working. I watch and I'm like, oh, the energy's coming at me. No, that's yours. Or my energy's going out because I want to fix or I want to save or, you know, the wounded healer vibe of like, I want you to feel better. I don't want you to have to feel this pain. Like, and I rein that back in, um, which I never used to be great at, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, and I just watch that and just make sure that we're in our own sovereignty because I want my clients to know their own power. And I also want to stay connected to my own. And if I'm trying to save, I'm not connected to my heart. I'm in wounding, right? If I'm trying to fix, I'm not connected to my heart. I'm in wounding. And so, yeah, it's just so important to watch that and to be with that dance too. And again, it just goes back to like, what are you investing in? We're dancing on so many levels that you don't see. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's, it's so important. And if you don't have energetic boundaries, which we do, by the way, that's, I mean, we choose to be a service to the highest good before every session, right? We choose sovereignty. We choose to come into our own bodies, which I know is a practice that you do. So that in a sense is bringing us into our own containers. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's important to take a hold of that. I can't actually remember where I was going, but I might handball back to you. <laughs> I feel like there was something else that I've forgotten to say, but it'll come if it's meant to come. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, energetic boundaries. And, and, and again, like, unfortunately too, like the, the, the stories of abuse, mm. it's epidemic, you know, like there is, we are living in this society that has lost so many of its boundaries. Mm. And, and that's what like, like for years, like, yeah, I was, I was a lot more comfortable in my feminine energy than my masculine, just because I'd, I'd experienced so much toxic masculinity growing up. But then like yeah, sort of working with you and getting beyond that is like, okay, well, why are these men doing what they do? And it's honestly, it's not because they were born horrible people. Yeah, they're hurting in their own way. But again, like we, we, our kids, it's like we were talking at the start of this conversation about they're not taught emotional intelligence. Mm. Like that would be a dream of mine. Like forget religious education, like teach them emotional intelligence. Both. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, but maybe not just Christian, you know, like have religious education. It's like, here's different philosophies. Choose the one that, that, that grabs you. Hit us with a spectrum and tell us how to connect to our hearts so that we can feel where our truth is. Hundred percent. I mean, I say that from the context of I went to public school. We didn't really have religious education. It was like this tiny little blip in the society and environment curriculum that we never really got to hang out in very much. Um, I was probably very biased the bits that we did hang out with, um, and I was hungry for it. Actually, as a kid, that was super like spiritually curious in a family that was very like relaxed Australian. Like they were like, we don't believe anything, but something must be real. But if you want to go to church, go babe, we'll drop you off, we'll pick you up. If you want to become Muslim, do it. Like we'll make sure you're praying, you're doing your prayer times. And they were just so like chill <laughs> with whatever I did. I actually went to so many different churches as a teenager because I was trying to figure out like, where do I live? <laughs> Which yeah. church do I go to where everyone's seen spirits and stuff? Like, where is that? Actually needed a coven, but now we have one, so it's cool. Mm. But, um, yeah, I remember the, um, 
I remembered the thing that I was going to say, but do you want to comment on that first before I? No, I think yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's pretty much it. I think so. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. Sweet. The, if the reins are loose, I will speak forever. Um, <laughs> no, surely not. Um, no, what I was going to say is like when you have those energetic boundaries, when you're working with extreme cases and maybe not even extreme, but maybe just something that you relate to and that you have your own experience with. And so there's projections or emotion that will happen within you. If you're holding those energetic boundaries, you can cry your own tears mm. and you can feel your own feelings and you can stay connected to yourself. Whereas if you are trying to, what's the word, surrogate for the other person at the expense of their own feeling, at the expense of their own experience, it gets blurred and it gets messy. And I can't tell you how many times in sessions I cry. Mm. Like how many, I mean, in our last session I cried, you yeah. know, and it's not, and sometimes it's like tears of like pure joy when I'm in an energy and other times it's like, frustration with the world that we live in and other times it's like sadness or whatever like tears anyone that knows me it doesn't take much for me to cry right but um yeah they're my tears mm. because i'm in my energy and it's mm. coming from my heart being connected to what you're going through and not trying to take away from anyone else's experience you know what i mean or like i make your pain less because i cry some of it out for you because there's no way that any of us are going to experience any pain that we're not capable of dealing with. Yeah. Assuming that everyone is powerful, which is the place that I operate from. Mm. Um, yeah. And then to comment on what you said about schools, I mean, far out, like we grow up as, as kids who don't have boundaries. We can't, we, we literally can't, we wouldn't survive if we didn't listen to what mum and dad said. Mm. or whoever our guardians are, right? Like we are very incapable when we pop out of the womb. It takes a long time for us to actually be able to like fend for ourselves, right? Like until we can cook, until we can get our own food, until we can clean ourselves and keep ourselves healthy. Like we're not like those animals that pop out and can do it in two weeks. Yeah. We're very, we're very dependent as a species, but what is missing for us is our we don't have a rites of passage mm. so where the cubs would go out and start learning to hunt we're like 21 and we're like mom have you done my meal prep yet <laughs> <laughs> or like mac is like can you deliver yet yeah <laughs> like it's crazy yeah. um crazy so without the rites of passage we don't have that initiation back into our power back into holding our own boundaries back into our own sovereignty mm. and so those lines are blurred yeah and it like feels like for me like like i had this illusion before becoming a parent that well mm. that's probably it that's the point that i'm going to feel like an adult is when i have those kids and of course like i have the kids and i'm like you know, know. like I'm going to blow. I'm a pretty good dad, you know. However, I still feel like a child half the time. And, you know, like in some ways it's, yeah, I feel like that rites of passage is missing. And in some ways of being like a child, my kids love it too because, you know, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, um, yeah, this, without the the... Yeah, we, we don't get to have that point of okay, I'm 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 a man now, I'm grown up. And you see that like some men choose to go out and, and get into fights. Mm. You know, and, and those guys, like I honestly believe it, they were probably meant to be if we were in a tribal situation, they'd be the warriors. But yeah. they've got nowhere to put their energy. You know, and then I can go into football culture, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, you know, and again, like they are the, the warriors of, of the society. But without the, the sort of, you know, if they had that, but they also had the, you know, spiritual side as well, which, you know, and again, like I feel like some people in the spiritual community are like, oh, my God, they're horrible, those people. It's like, no, that, that's just their karma. That's what where their soul is on this particular time. 
So for you to think you're better than them because you're, you're into meditating and, and are a vegan. Missing the point. Yeah. Missing the point. Sorry. And they just don't have the tools, right? Mm. It's yeah. just a, it's a matter of not having the tools. And I don't think it's everybody's path to go yeah. and become an enlightened yogi or whatever, you know. Yeah. No. It's, some of those people are 100% living their truth. And yeah. what... What I think is like the letdown of our society is is not having that rites of passage so that people are empowered in true choice. Mm. And that's probably my favorite thing about the Genius Portal is that it provides a platform for initiation, mm. provides a platform for people to choose. Like, you know, that, that saying of like, choose your own adventure, like choose your own initiation. Which bit did you not get? Yeah. And then be in a community that yeah. that seeds you in your greatness and will hold you to that. Yes. As well. Yeah. And, and that was the other thing too. Yeah. The it feels like, yeah, we often when we're hurting mentally and emotionally, we spend years trying to fix it by ourselves, thinking that there's something wrong with us. When in fact, it was like we were saying earlier, find your tribe. Find the people that can help you. Mm. Uh, and that was huge. And like you're saying, and that's what I like about the whole, the um, courses you've created, they can literally cater for where anyone is at at that particular time. Like you're feeling like you're emotionally wounded. Go and do synchronize me. Like you want to explore, like you're feeling a bit blocked in your sexuality. Do sensual essence. Mm. okay you you've got this idea to create like you want to be the best you can be in you know like in business or or just want to find out what your genius is do monetize your magic like yeah it's it's so powerful um and very deep gratitude to where for mm. where it's gotten me and you know and continuing to grow with this so yeah so yeah. beautiful yeah yeah it's really actually it's it's funny being on the other end of it because i've had the vision of creating this curriculum for so long and now it's like it's here <laughs> and it's always expanding and it's always surprising me um which is where the magic comes from but yeah i'm so i'm actually i'm so genuinely like proud of it hey like i really I really feel like the truth in the legacy of it and the truth in, yeah, there is a gift for everyone in there, for anyone. Anyone could come find home in themselves in these containers. And it's so cool. It like, it honestly, it blows my mind every single day. Yeah. Every day is different. I just love it so much. Yeah. 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 Thank and you, you see that. And that's why, you know, and that's why I thought, like, I was really inspired to create this podcast. Mm. To introduce people to some of the epic humans I have met on this journey. Um, yeah, it's been fantastic. And, um, yeah, I think that's probably about, about time, Ellie. Yeah, that the sand is sinking, hey. To so the, much. You can feel it. For being my first guest. You're so welcome. You're so, so welcome. I think it'd be really cool being like your first episode um, to share like where people can get in touch with you. Um, yeah. And maybe I can do the same. Hey, so that people. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be putting that next link. Um, mm. So everybody, uh, my business is rascalityliving.com.au. Um, yeah, come and see my offerings. Ellie, as we mentioned, is the Genius Portal. Um, where do they find that, Ellie? Best place to come check me out is Instagram, which is just at Ellie and Dayton. So E L L I E A N N D E I G H T O N. Dayton spelt with like the number eight in it. Um, yeah, there's links to everything in there. Um, mm. Our website link is about to change so i'm not gonna do that to people and give that to them <laughs> but yeah it's the best spot yeah and i'll post all the links for both of us um 
where I wherever I post this. So in the interwebs, wherever it ends up. Webs. I'm an old person, <laughs> so you know I'll work it out. But um, yeah, thanks everyone out there for listening. Looking forward to creating more of these episodes, and um, yeah, have a good time, you beautiful rascals out there. Mm, thanks so much for having me, Cal. I love you lots. Love you too, Ellie.